Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one. Well, good evening, family. Thank you, worship team. You did an awesome, wonderful job. You can sit down if you want to. Really enjoying this cool weather. It's about 20 degrees cooler than home. This ain't hot. I mean, it might be Alaska hot, but it ain't hot, okay? And uh, I know you guys have had a... You know, I tried to prepare the Andersons. Uh, they were on staff with me 11 years. First, they went into the ministry with me uh, there at Cape First and uh, brought them in. And uh, for 11 years, they served on our staff. And last two, three years, I've been helping them, helping process this transition. And uh, we've had several conversations this summer while they've been here. But I tried to prepare them. Uh, I said, it's kind of going to be like fall down here. Uh, all summer, I said, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to wake up, you know, on 1st of July, you're going to wake up and it's going to be 47 degrees and, and uh, it's, you know, it's, you just need to, because they, they won't know, so how many, you know, we got limited luggage, how, what kind of clothes, and Kenya was asking me, I said, well, just, just figure that it's going to be fall all, all the time you're there, it's not like the fall, and so you're, you're just going to be. You know, just layer up, just just dress in layers, and uh, and and you and you'll be all right. And 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 then I said, uh, now I know you're thinking about three months, but it'll probably be a little longer. So when it gets into September, it's going to start snowing and and stuff like that. And they were, and uh, they called me and said, dude, it's pastor, it's it's hot. We're in shorts and t-shirts. And I said, what? Did you go to Alaska? Where did you go? But I heard you all have had just a record, record summer. It's just quite unusual. I've noticed the trees and everything, and, and uh, it, it, is, it is different. And uh, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is perfect. Yeah, this is what we call perfect weather uh, right here. It's just perfect. Uh, it's about 15 degrees warmer right now at home, and it's night. And so... Uh, So I can wear a coat, and it's no big deal. So, all right. Um, we're going to get into the Word. kind of relaxed tonight. All y'all seem to love Jesus tonight. <laughs> and uh, we're going to get in the Word in a minute. But I just want to take a moment. I've got a few books left, uh, a few of the Dare to Dream Big. This is my latest book. This is my life message, Dare to Dream Big. I want to just touch a, 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 some excerpts here for one chapter on the power of a dream. Power of a dream. Then we're going to get the message here. First of all, a dream activates your faith. <clears throat> Somebody says, you know, my faith's weak. Maybe you don't have anything to activate your faith. It activates your faith. The second thing that it does, this is, this is just one chapter. A dream provides an avenue for the Holy Spirit to work. Somebody, some people say, Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Spirit says, do something. Um, my favorite, my favorite Reinhard Bonnke quote is this, great man of God. Uh, God goes with goers, but he does not sit with sitters. And when you have a dream, one of the things a dream does, it gives an avenue for the Holy Spirit to work, the creativity, the power, the anointing of the Holy Spirit to flow. With, without a dream, there's nothing for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's not our doer. The Holy Spirit's our helper. Here, this is one chapter. This is just one chapter. The third thing, that the, and this is the chapter entitled The Power of a Dream, a dream adjusts my thinking. Proverbs 23, 7 says, for as he thinks in his heart, so he is. When you start dreaming God's dream, it changes your thinking. And we're going to talk about that tonight in my message. And just one more here, one more thing. This is a fourth thing. And this is just, this, just one chapter. A dream aligns my priorities. It'll determine 
what brook you live by that pastor was talking about. The dream will align your priorities, where you live, what you do, how you invest, where you spend your money, all of those things. Uh, it, it aligns your priorities. Those are just, uh, those are just, that's just one chapter there of uh, Dare to Dream Big. And I've got, there's a few left out there. If you want to avail yourself to those who get them. And uh, young man, do you read? Can you read? Really? Good. Read that, okay? All right, that's yours. Sorry. Be blessed, okay? God's got a great dream for your life, okay? He's got a great dream for your life. So you begin to read that and let it begin to develop. Don't wait any longer. Don't wait any longer. Start allowing the Lord to develop the dream in your heart right now. Right now, right now. <clears throat> I had a pastor that I served under as a youth pastor for, let me correct that, youth leader. Uh, youth leaders don't get paid. Youth pastors do. I served as a lay leader for 10 years from age 17 when I graduated high school to age 20, uh, 27, as my wife and I did as youth leaders. And uh, I sat down with the pastor, hardly ever did he meet with me, but one time he told me, he says, uh, don't worry about the kids getting very spiritual. They, they don't really get serious with God until they get married and have kids. And you know, as a dumb country boy, I knew that was dumb. I knew that wasn't right because by the time you do that, you could have missed God's will in about four major areas. And so, so start dreaming now. Start dreaming now. Start dreaming as a young teenager. Start dreaming the dreams that God has for your life. All right. Anybody love Jesus? Yes. I'm going to go to another very familiar scripture tonight and uh, take a little different spin on it. But uh, you're getting ready to go into 21 days. You're starting now, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And uh, the whole purpose of praying and fasting is for something to change, for something to happen. Results. Everybody say results. Now, I'm result-oriented. I'm goal-oriented, result-oriented. If it's not working, I'm going to change it or whatever. I, I just don't want to go along for the ride. I want to be result-oriented. If I'm not catching fish in one spot, I'm going to move. How about you? I'm not just there to throw out the line and pull it in and say, I went fishing. Uh, I want. I want to. I, I want to. When I go fishing, I want to go catching. Okay, so, the same thing is true in the kingdom, and uh, sometimes that requires change in our life throughout our lives. In Romans chapter twelve, verse one and two, this very powerful statement says, "I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service." Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Father, thank you so much, Father, for loving us. And just for the next few minutes here, I submit myself in every way totally, Father, to serve you, to serve these wonderful people. Open our hearts to hear your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, before I start, there's somebody here, you've been having uh, uh, sores in your mouth, cold sores and different things like that, and it's just been a recurring thing over and over and over and over again in your life, and, and you're probably experiencing it right now to some level, some degree. I'm not going to ask you to stand up or raise your hand or anything like that, because that's kind of a personal thing, but the Lord is healing you right now, and it's going to go away completely, and it's not going to recur. It's been chronic in your life. You know it has. You can come up later after church and say, that was me. But you don't have to because I don't have to have that. I know what the Lord has put in my heart. But there's something. The Lord is healing you now. And, and it's, it's not coming back. It's not coming back. It's not, it's not just going to be temporary. It's gone. It's taking care of that to now. You've been praying, and the Lord's touching you right now. It's beginning to leave now in Jesus' name in your life. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Someone... Uh, um, someone once said that we, uh, uh, the company we keep and the way we think determines the way we live our lives. And that's really a lot of what this, this scripture is talking about. In verse 1, it talks about physical, about presenting our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable in the Lord. Uh, all of that's wonderful. That's great teaching, but I'm going to skip right over it. Uh, it's, it's the physical part of it. It's the physical part of presenting ourselves. And your pastor and all your staff here does great teaching along these lines. So that's not the direction I feel like the Holy Spirit wants me to focus on. I want to go to the second one, which deals more with the mental and the spiritual dynamic of our lives. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
Now, do not be conformed to this world. Conform means to be conformed to the same pattern of external influences. And the way I, I like to, to define that, that this is, it's, it's, it's culture. Everybody say culture. It's, it's, a confer, it's a conforming to a culture. Now, there, there, there's major, and there always has been, but with the communications we have today, the media and all those things, uh, you, I mean, you, you can pull anything up on your phone, on your iPad or whatever, and uh, we, we see the, the, the bombardment of information and cultural things to change the culture. And, and there's, there are many, and even in the news, some of the news, some reports the news, but some of the news is like a bully on a playground. It's this, this, you better believe this, you got to believe this, you got to do this. And what is it doing? It is trying to conform people to a culture. Now, the church is not uh, of, uh, the culture of this world. Uh, I heard one preacher talking about how the church needs to be a, a subculture of the world to blend in and to have an impact. But we're not called to be a subculture because sub is just part of the same. We are called to be a counterculture of the world. Jesus was a counterculture. He was a counterculture to the spiritual culture of that day and time. That's why the Pharisees hate him. That's why he was crucified. It, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't the hell's angels that crucified him. It wasn't all the criminals that crucified him. It was the chief priest. It was, it was the church people that crucified him because he was bringing a culture in that was different than the one they generated and they had in place. And that same pharisaical culture is in the world today. That same pharisaical culture is in the church world today. And you see it trying to, you see it as a blend and a subculture of the world trying to say the culture of the world is okay. We need to, we need to relent to that. Now, that's a whole other message. It's not where I'm going. But I want us to understand the dynamic of culture. And so what God is saying here is do not be conformed, don't be culturalized in the culture of this world. Now, he tells us not to do something, but then he tells us how not to do it. And I like that. He says, don't do this. And then he says, Here, here's how you don't do it. And he says this, be transformed. Everybody say transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Everybody say change your mind, change your life. Turn to look at somebody next to you and say, change your mind, change your life. Now, God is talking about an inner transformation that affects the outer part of our lives. Uh, anytime, if, you're gonna, if you want to change a culture, you've got to change your mind. If you don't change your mind, you can't, you can't change anything else. There has to be a mindset that changes the way we think about something, the way we see things, the way we process things. There's a, we just had these mass shootings again. And if we live long enough, we'll have some again because the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. By the way, I have a hypothesis on that. I believe the devil, like he always does, I said this morning, he doesn't come up with anything new, and he overplays his hand always. I think he's overplaying his hand, and I think what he's doing, he, he senses, he doesn't know, but he senses God is doing something. God is stirring something. He senses something. He's trying to do everything he can to force the culture of hell on planet Earth and in our society, but he always overplays his hand, and God is going to come through there's going to be such a move of God and a powerful move of His Spirit. And just like these hundreds of people getting saved in El Paso, and I've got, I've got a friend in El Paso. El Paso is a great church, Charles Neiman. Great church down there, faith church, incredible church, thousands of people. God, God, is going to, God is going to shake this nation, and He's shaking this world with His Word and His power. But it's not going to be by a subculture church. It's going to be with a counterculture church. And in order to be a counterculture church, I know you're going into 21 days of prayer and fasting, but this is what I want to encourage you to do during that time, is to one of the things is say, God, help us to be the counterculture to the culture in Alaska. Not just here, but in all of Alaska. You know, that's why recovery programs sometimes, most of the time, don't work, like drug recovery programs, because they try to change behavior. And, they don't, and, and five days after they get out, they're back on drugs again. It's like, dude, what's the matter with you? You went through a whole program. I'm on the, uh, the, the, the corporate board of Mid-America Teen Challenge. It's called Adult and Teen Challenge now. The largest teen challenge center in the United States is five miles from my church. And... Um, um, uh, I've, I've watched guys through the years go through that 14-month program, come out and do great. I've watched other guys come through that 14 months, get out a month, or back on drugs again. Why? They did not change their mind. Well, they got saved, filled the Holy Ghost. But they didn't renew their mind with the Word of God. They didn't change the culture on the inside, see. 
And so they, they, their, their mind gravitates back to that culture and doing that. You say, well, that's not me. Good. Good, good, good. Because that's where I want to segue from this message a little bit. And I'm not going to preach very long. But I want to segue to something else that I think is so important in this. And, and it's really been something in me the last few weeks and weeks and weeks that God has been stirring on the inside of me. You see, you can read the Bible, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm such a proactivist of reading your Bible every day. Our church right now is every year we go through the Bible together, but this year it's a more consorted, concerted effort. Uh, we're using the one-year Bible plan. And uh, so starting January, our church reading the Bible together, and we have planned out our sermons every Sunday to, to, come in, to coordinate with something that the people have read that week. So whatever we've read in our reading from Old Testament, New Testament, Psalm and Proverbs, every week, uh, we get together in sermon plan three and six months out, and we plan out every Sunday, and every Sunday is from something that we all as a church read that week. And it's created such a synergy and a dynamic in our church and people. And I do a summary before I preach, but, but the, the point of it is this, I am pro-reading the Word of God. Every minister that I've ever heard share their testimony of where they've had a moral failure and got off and, 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 had, and had, a, had, a, had a come apart in their life. Uh, every one of them who have recovered from that and share their testimony have the same statement. They say this, the first thing that went was my daily devotion. The, 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 it got to where the only time that, I got a, that I'd read my Bible was when I was getting a sermon. But the first thing that went is I quit having my daily prayer time and my daily reading of the Word of God. I am so pro reading the Word of God. Now, now and every day. Now, <coughs> I, <coughs> I got up early, caught the flight Saturday, but on the plane from Minneapolis here. Yeah, I got my Bible out of my backpack, started reading my Bible, just reading it, just read, read, read couple of books of the Bible there, just reading. I read it before, yeah, but I'm reading it again. And every time I see something new. Now, I said all that to say this. The Bible says my words are spirit and they are life. But there has to be more than just a mental reading of the Word of God. There has to be a spiritual impartation of the Word of God in our lives as we read it. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10, 17. So all of that comes together, but, but there has to be, as we're reading in the Word of God, there has to be some impartation. It cannot just be, I read my two chapters, check off my little boxes in my reading book, and bam, I'm done. And if there's no retention, if there's nothing that went from, from, from the, the head up here in our thinking down into our heart, we may be fooling ourselves that think we think we are getting deep in the Word, and we're just kind of skimming on top of it. It's a difference in skiing on top of the water and scuba diving under the water and seeing the depths of what is there. The Word of God says, deep calleth unto deep. Now, I said all that to say this, that as we read the Word of God, as you fast and pray over these next 21 days, that pray for God as you read the Word of God to bring an impartation of revelation from that Word into your heart that changes your mind, changes your thinking, that changes your life. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, what, and, and this goes along with your prayer and fasting, in the natural, what do we do, <clears throat> what do we do if we want to be hungry, in the natural, if you want to be hungry, if you want to be hungry, don't, don't eat, fasting. When we do a fast in our church, I turn the TV on, it seems like every stinking commercial. It's Burger King, McDonald's, we got the beef, we got the chicken. I saw a meme the other day or something on Facebook, I love it. I'm thinking about doing a pick of the week for my church, and after seeing that video, I think I will. Let's see if I can remember it correctly. Um... Let's see, Taco Bell is selling French fries, Burger King is selling tacos, and Kentucky Fried Chicken is, is, is selling, what was it? 
something, something, Cheetos on something. And the thing was, I knew we shouldn't have legalized marijuana. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens. Okay, that has nothing to do with my message, but I really like that. It was like, that's, that's it. There you go. So in the natural, if you want to be hungry, you don't eat. All right, now, in the spiritual, it is the inverse. Let me show you Psalm 43, 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Matthew 5, 6, one of the Beatitudes, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. In the spiritual realm, if you want to be hungry, you eat. The more you taste and see that the Lord is good. Can I get down here, okay? The more you taste, I saw Shuttlesworth do that on your video. So, uh, The more you taste and see that the Lord is good, the more you want to taste and see that the Lord is good. Now, you've proven my point by being here because probably all of you were here at one of the services this morning. Okay, I thought the message was pretty decent. It was a good service. The worship was good. The prayer time was good and everything. Why come back tonight? Because you got a taste of something, and that taste of something calls you want to taste more of that something. You see, that's, that's, that's why spiritually, the more we hunger for God, the more we hunger for God, the more we desire for God. The more we are passionate for God, the more we want the things of God. That's why a person who doesn't go to church doesn't want anything to do with God. Doesn't they've never tasted and see that the Lord is good? They they don't know. And so, no, I don't want to go. No, I don't want to hear that. I don't. There's no hunger there at all. And so, during your 21 days of prayer and fasting, I want to encourage you to invite the Lord, the Holy Spirit, help me to develop a hunger and maintain a hunger that does not does not withdraw back. It's not just something I do once a year. It's not just a happy time in my life, but it's something that cultivates and grows because there's a byproduct of tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, and that byproduct is experiencing the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's the byproduct of living in the goodness of the Lord. Jesus, one of my favorite verses, John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come, Jesus said, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. I take that literally. I believe Jesus meant that. And, I, and all through the word of God, we see that. He's given us everything for life and godliness. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. That word think means to dream or imagine. And so God is for us. He's not against us. God is a good God. The devil's a bad devil. And so if Jesus came that I might have abundant life, how do I connect with that? How do I access that in my life? How do I release that abundant life in my, in, in my life? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Now I want to take you to one more scripture. John 14, 12. It's a scripture that disturbs me. It's a scripture that shakes me, a scripture that challenged me, a scripture that frustrates me. But it is a scripture, it is a statement by Jesus that I cannot get away from. I have never been able to get away from it in my entire ministry life. Jesus said, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Who's he who believes in me? She who believes in me. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. The New Living Translation says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes, anyone, anyone, everybody say anyone. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. Now, to me, this is the only acceptable standard to live by as a child of God. I just can't find any other. Now, many people uh, and theologians and churches, organizations that are, and, and, and by the way, I'm not, I, don't, I, I, I in no way feel like I measure up by that. But I still cannot find another standard to guide my life by. This is my standard I'm trying to achieve. This is my standard I'm working towards. I'm, I'm wanting to live it. This is the standard for me. I see this as the baseline standard. 
there's some denominations that says, well, the greater works are getting people saved. Because after all, salvation as we know it theologically did not come into play until Jesus died on the cross and rose again. The veil of the temple was rent in tune. And then people could be born again, saved. Prior to then, Jesus forgave people of sins. But salvation as we know it came, came into play in mankind after the resurrection of Jesus. Now, although I don't agree with them theologically that that's what Jesus was talking about, just for the sake of communication, okay, Let's say then the greater works are getting people saved. But what about that part where he says, the works that I do, he will do also. How do we explain that one? How, how, how do we, what's our excuse in that? Now, I don't mean this to be condemning or anything or judgmental because I'm in the boat with you. What I'm trying to do is stimulate our hunger for the Lord because our hunger for the Lord, really what we're talking about is a hunger for the presence of the Lord. You see what, and, and if, if, I, if I may, the, the building that's being built out here on the highway it's like a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. You're not just building a building to meet with each other to have church. You're building a habitation for the presence of God. Now, no, 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 no. I know I'm not talking about Old Testament, the temple, the inner court, and all of that. I'm not talking about that. I know we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Don't, don't, don't try to correct me. I know, I know that. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. But, but when we come together as his church family, there is a collective dynamo power of the presence and the faith of God that comes together. And when they dedicated the old temple in the, in the Old Testament, the glory of God, when they finished praying and dedicating, the glory of God came and filled that place. There's a glory of the Lord in this place. There's a presence of God in this place. So you're building a habitation. What is that? Is a counterculture to the world. That's why you're having so much pushback. That's why you're having so many attacks. That's why you're having so many challenges and things like that. And you say, well, why, why would God let stuff like that happen? Because God is doing more than you just building a building. God is building a testimony. God is building something. There are more people hearing about your building because of challenges you're going through than you ever will if you never had a challenge whatsoever. It, it goes through, it just, I have gotten to where in my life when I have a major challenge like that in our church or whatever, I'm like, okay. And my business minister and my staff are like, what, 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 what are we, we going to do? And I said, oh, this is going to be good. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've seen this stupid move before. <clears throat> I've seen the devil do this before. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And our, no, 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 almost nobody knows it, but our, we, we had a, a, our, a people next door to us, a business uh, threatened to shut our our building program down. In fact, they did shut part of it down just for a short time. We we volunteerly, but it didn't slow the rest of it down. It didn't stop it. And because our engineers with the firm that did it missed an easement, and uh, and and they found out about it, and so they the guys threatened, we're going to tear your building down. We got steel up and everything. We're going to tear your building down. That's what he said. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm going to get on to my pulpit on Sunday morning and say, folks, uh, our neighbors here uh, and name the corporation, uh, they say they're going to tear a building down. We just need to pray. All you folks that are watching me on Discovering Life Television in Arkansas and uh, Tennessee and Kentucky and Missouri and Illinois, 1.2 million people, um, just want to let y'all know, you know, just pray for us. You know, so-and-so corporation said they're going to tear a building now. I'm going to get on my Facebook page. Hey. Hey, just want to ask y'all to pray with me. We got this. We just got this. I'm just like, and the architects are all meeting in a room, and I'm saying, bring it. 
practice. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. I said, oh, no, this is going to be good. God's going to do something. There's probably somebody going to watch that and be mad at them because they hurt them. They did their business and come up here and say, Pastor, we're going to give you a million dollars for your building. Bless God. But my business administrator, who's my youngest daughter, and she's also an attorney. and was a litigator for several years, said, no, you ain't tearing nothing down. That's not how it works, Bubba. <laughs> she could run a small country, and she, she I mean, she's like, I said, no, let, let, let's play with it a little bit. No, we're not playing with this, Daddy. <laughs> okay, all right. Just like you were when you were 12, yeah. Now, we ain't playing with this. I done told them, you ain't doing this. is not how it works. We're going to take you to court. Will you take us to court? It's not a judge in this county. These judges are elected. They're not appointed. So let's go. It's funny to watch her back down these mean corporation guys, you know, this little girl and just, anyway. <laughs> what I'm saying is this. God may put you at a brook and send ravens. That does. None, of that, none of that may make sense, but God has a plan that he's orchestrating something. And he's doing more than building a building, okay? He's building a testimony. He's building a legacy, and you're building a habitation for the presence of the Most High God. But that, that's not going to come by just, 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 just going to heaven church. We must pursue the presence of the Most High God. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste... And see that the Lord is good. They hunger and thirst. After. How do you taste? You taste. How do you hunger? You taste. Because the more you taste of the presence of God, the more you want to taste the presence of God. The more you experience the presence of God, the more. It's one of the things I like about your crazy pastors. And I mean that in a good way. They're crazy for Jesus. It's one of the things I love about them so very, very much. Personality-wise, we're different to a degree. Down deep, we are the same. We are, we, we are the same. And, and that's one of the things I love about them so much because they, they are hungry for God. Oh, yes, they, they get great goals to do that, but they are hungry for God. They're, they're going to have a presence of the Lord wherever. That's why we bring them in every week. Do you know they're, 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 they're one of the favorite speakers that we bring to Cape First? And one of the favorites. They are. And I, I don't know that it's so much the content. It's the dancing. It's, it, it's, it's, it's that passion and that hunger. I mean, I have Marilyn Hickey, anytime she's in the area, she calls and says, Gary, can I come preach your church? Uh, John Bevere, people like that. We have all kinds of people in our church. But this, this couple right here is one of the favorite couples. They're going to be with us in September, the last of September for our search conference. People just love them. There'll be people that come to our church that Sunday. It's the only Sunday they'll ever come to our church. But they'll come that Sunday because they're going to be here. Why? Because there is a hunger there. There's, there's a raw, unadulterated hunger for the presence of the Lord. That's why this church is, is blowing out the seams. <coughs> Part of it. It takes all of it. But that's at the core. That's at the heartbeat. Don't ever lose that. Don't ever change that. That's, that's, that's so powerful. It's powerful. And when I said we're the same, because it, it expresses through me in a different way. But, it's a, but it expresses, see. It, it may be expressed through your personality in a different way. It expresses that. That's okay. It doesn't matter. The key is that on the inside, are you hungry for God? Are you hungry for God? Are you hungry for God? And I don't know why, but God is hungry for us. The Bible says he's looking all across the earth, looking to and fro for people to show himself strong to. And every time I read that, I say, me, me, hey, woo, Jesus, hey, me, hey, me, Jesus. Show yourself strong to me. This dumb country boy, show yourself strong to me. Hey, I need you. Like blind Bartimaeus, hey, 
Sit down, shut up. <laughs> if you, I'm blind. You sit down, shut up. <laughs> I'm hungry. Jesus got something I need. Does Jesus have something you need? I said, does Jesus have something you need? Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Stand to your feet and just tell him, I'm hungry. <laughs> that water. Come on, just tell him right there in your own way. I'm Come on. Bless you, Lord. May your presence, Lord, fill this place. Holy Spirit, we are hungry. 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 We hunger and thirst after righteousness. We want to taste. We want to taste. We want to taste today. We want to taste, oh Lord. We want to taste. We want to taste. We want to taste. Let's just focus on Jesus right now. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We're hungry. We're hungry. I'm hungry, Lord. I'm hungry, Lord. We're hungry, Lord. We're hungry, Lord. We're hungry, Lord. We're hungry, Lord. Hungry, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We're hungry, Father. For your presence. Fill this temple. Our temples, Lord. Fill these temples, Lord. Fill these temples, Lord. Fill these temples, Lord. Fill these temples. Fill these temples, Lord. Bless you, 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 Lord. Holy are you, Lord. Holy are you, Lord. of every person a taste awaken spiritual taste buds <clears throat> awaken spiritual taste buds open the avenue for impartation of your word and let it flow Rabo rabasi taste and see Lord Move beyond our physical limitations of weakness, weariness, pain. Lord, touch us with your presence. As the woman we talked about this morning drew an impartation, she drew virtue. She drew from Jesus because she was hungry. Many people touched him, but she made a withdrawal from him. 
Lord, let that happen right now in this place. Let there be a withdrawal from heaven. A withdrawal from the hem of your garment, Jesus, in your glory. Touch minds right now that need to change. Lord, I know this is Sunday night. I know these people are on fire for you. But if there's any of us here tonight, Lord, that need a mind change, we need to change our minds. May it be so right now. Do a mind change right now with the Word of God. Let it begin to transform right now. Our thoughts, the way we've been thinking about family, the way we've been thinking about a job, the way we've been thinking about life, the way we've been thinking about you, the way we've been thinking about our health, our eating habits. Whatever it may be, God, that people need a mind change right now. Conformed to you, O oh God. Conformed to your culture. And Jesus, we come into agreement with Matthew 6, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May this place be known in Alaska and around the world as a little heaven on earth. It's your presence, God, your presence, Lord, in this place. I feel a release of the Holy Spirit just to pray for people for a moment here. If you have back problems of any kind, back problems of any kind, step out in the aisle closest to where you are. If you have back problems of any kind right now. You know, if you want to, just come to the front. That will be fine. You can just come to the front. That will be fine. Ministers and pastors and y'all want to lay hands on people and pray for them, go ahead. But I want to just stretch my hands out towards them right now and get people to stand behind them right now. Church family, just agree with me. I speak to vertebrae right now to be adjusted in alignment with the kingdom, the culture of heaven. I speak to spinal cords that are, are being pinched. Tension, go. Tension, tension, go. go. Go away, tension, go. Release the pressure now. Nerves that are being pinched. In the name of Jesus, expand, expand the area around that. Release that nerve to not be pinched anymore. Injuries. People that have had injuries to their backs. <clears throat> people who have screws or rods or fusions or <clears throat> whatever medical procedure. <clears throat> I ask Holy Spirit right now for divine miracles to restore people who have had had injuries. I ask for miracles right now, Holy Spirit. Miracles, creative miracles, where, um, where tissue has been gone, where, where, where the inner workings of the spine is deteriorated and even gone. I, I pray for creative miracles to flow in your presence, Lord, in your presence. In your presence, Lord. Pain in legs be gone. 
in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In your presence, Lord. 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 In your presence, Lord, there's fullness of joy in your presence, Lord. In your presence, Lord. In your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. If you have diabetes, put your hand, just put your hand over your heart. If you have diabetes, if you, if you, when I say have, if that's a diagnosis of the doctor that uh, you're taking medicine for that. Jesus, I pray for pancreas to function properly. I pray for the balance within their bodies, Lord, of insulin producing in their bodies to go to normal. <clears throat> I ask Holy Spirit now in your presence for miracles of restoration in their bodies. Diabetes is under the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is above every name. In heaven and in earth, I speak to that now. Bring healing, I pray. Healing, I pray. Healing, I pray. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Healing, I pray. Lord, restore in long-term diabetics restore the years that the locust and the canker worm has eaten. Restore blood flow. Restore feeling in limbs. Restore uh, in feet and hands. Restore hearts that have been damaged through this. I pray for restoration in their bodies that the years of that disease may have affected them. I pray for restoration in their bodies this very moment in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Somebody's been having a thyroid problem. Thyroid problem. If that's you, just wave at me. You've been having thyroid problems. Wow. I thought it was one person. One person. Uh, all of you that got your hand up right now, I want some believers to get around them. Just all the way in the back. Just hold your hands up. I want the Bible says they that believe will lay hands on the sick and they recover. So I want believers to get around at least a couple around everyone. Would you please? I want to make sure that everybody you're having thyroid problems. Now lay your hands on them. Lay your hands on them. And just speak life right now. Life. 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 Thyroid. Function properly. Normal. Be normal. Be normal. Be normal. And every individual in this place, thyroids, be normal. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Jesus. Your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Your presence and your power. The name of Jesus. All the way, 100%, 100% healed thyroids, 
100% healed thyroids in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. What? Yes, yes, Lord. Yes. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes. If you have a hearing problem, hearing loss of any kind, raise your hand. A hearing loss of any kind. Hearing loss right over here. Yeah, several hands going up. Once again, once again, uh, believers, gather around these people. Raise your hand if you have a hearing loss of any kind. Doesn't matter why, why or how, what level. What level. Gather around these people. There's a lady over my right over here. There's a gentleman in my back, back there on my right. There's individuals over here. Make sure believers get around every one of them very quickly. Get around them very quickly right over here on the back, right here. Gather around this brother. Some of you guys right here, gather around this brother right here. He raised his hand. Ears open. Eardrums be made new. Healing. 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 Restore. Restore. In Jesus' name, restore. Restore. Restore in Jesus' name. Your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Your presence, Lord. Your presence. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. We 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 bless you, Lord. All honor and power and glory, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Release your presence, O God, in this place. We bless the Lord. We bless the Lord. We bless the Lord. Holy, holy are you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. We bless you, Lord. 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 Holy Lord, just worship Him. We bless you, Lord. We bless you and praise you, O Most God. We hunger and thirst for you, Lord. And we hunger and thirst for you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Oh God. Oh God, your presence. Your presence, oh God. Your presence, oh God. Your presence, oh God. Lord, touch every individual who has a broken heart right now. And I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about emotionally. God, wrap your arms around everyone who is weeping, who is broken, who has been betrayed, who has been forsaken, who has been unloved. God, Wrap your arms around them and heal as only you can their broken hearts, Father. Restore them emotionally, spiritually, physically, vitality in every area of their life, God. Restore the dream on the inside of them. Bring, bring vitality in life. May the joy of the Lord fill them because the joy of the Lord is our strength. God, touch them right now. Heal that broken heart, Lord. Heal, heal that 
that mourning that's going on. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You know, I declare that right now mourning is starting in their lives. I declare a mourning season in their lives, this very moment of joy, of joy, joy coming right now. It's morning time on God's calendar and God's timetable in their hearts in the name of Jesus right now. Restore, restore, restore. Lift up their eyes. Open their hearts to see again, to dream again, to live again, to love again. In every area I pray in Jesus' name. For those that are going through storms right now, whatever the storm is, May they sense the angel of the Lord in the boat with them right now. Jesus, if you can sleep in a boat in a storm, we can sleep with you. Give them good sleep tonight. Let them sleep and rest, God, in the boat that they're in right now. And no matter how big the waves are, I declare right now and decree over their lives as Jesus stands in the boat with them. Peace, be still. Peace, be still. Be still. Peace, be still in Jesus' name. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Oh, we worship you, Lord God, your presence. We desire your presence, God. We desire your presence, God. May this place be a habitation. May this church be known in Alaska as that church that church where you can meet God, that church where you can experience the power of God, that church where you can experience the presence of God, that church where you can meet God. Lord, may it be so. In the days, the weeks to come, over these next 21 days, I pray, Father, that there will be a tightening of unity in every stream of this church family, within the staff, within the workers, within every family, that you'll draw the string in a little tighter in unity and harmony. Lord, may they rally together like trained troops, Father, for the kingdom. Give dreams and visions. In the middle of the night, Lord, speak. May there be multiple confirmations, God, of what is to come, what is to come, of the due date, of the due season, and the season they're in now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we are able to stand here today and saying this, with the eyes of the Spirit, the revelation of the Holy Spirit, we can see it. We can see it. We can see it. We change our mind, we change our life. We change our mind, we change our life. We change our mind, we change our life. Let our minds be renewed with your word and the revelation of the word of God and the presence of the Most High. And may there be a divine impartation, Lord, of wisdom, of revelation, of grace, and of you in this place. May it be over Pastor Daniel and Karen and the entire staff in every way, anew in these 21 days, what they thought they knew, God, will go way beyond in these 21 days. The revelation that has brought them to this point is great, but you have a new level of revelation to take them to the next point. A new level of faith is being released, saith the Lord, in this place, in these 21 days. As you seek me, says the Lord, As you pray, as you intently with your heart pursue me, I'm going to release a new level. There are levels of my faith, and I'm releasing a new level to believe for new things, to attack and destroy new devils and demonic forces in this region. This 21 days, says the Lord, is going to be a time of elevation, a time of motivation, and a time of proclamation for you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. And amen. Let's just lift our voices and give the Lord great praise. Great praise. Great praise. Great praise. Great praise.
Jesus. Yes. Jesus. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.